Welcome to Stock Gamblers from Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm George Howell. And from Wallingford, Pennsylvania, I am Chris Carbonara. What is going on? There is not a whole heck of a lot going on, is there? It doesn't really seem to be. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, Jackson Hole apparently happened and whatever. I have no idea. Jackson Hole. The big meeting. <laughs> I don't know what that meeting, is. But not even important. Oh, so, oh, 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 oh. Not in, right, right. Not important if you're gambling. That is true. Um, we um, we did have some an interesting. We had an interesting weekend. Um, I ran into you, kind of, kind of, sort of. In other words, you were stalking me. Eh, well, you know, I drive by your house and you drive y'all, by. You showed up. <laughs> and flipped me off. He flipped off my uh, my alarm, my camera. He was going like la 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 la. Uh, yeah. yeah, whenever whenever you're not home and I'm I'm walking by, I do like to make goofy <laughs> gestures on your camera. And then I get the notification 70 miles away that somebody's at my door. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do we have any more? Uh, do we have any more people signed up? Uh, no. Let's not nag ah! people. I would, but uh, I. That is a good point, though, to bring up. If uh, if you are listening to the show and you do enjoy what you hear, please do tell a friend. They can subscribe to our show at any number of podcast catchers. Starting off, what is going on with cryptocurrency? Apparently, crypto like apparently Bitcoin is now soaring after months of people saying that it tanked. Uh, do you pay attention to crypto at all? I try to avoid crypto. I really do. I, I was interested when it when it was um, I guess about five years ago. And uh, when was that other crash? The one that happened about I want to say it was like a year or so ago, when it lost like 80% of its value. I, I mean, no it, desire. It's pretty much all the time. <laughs> it mm-hmm. crashes and soars all the time. But I I don't. It's really weird because I mean, especially after FTX. Uh, happened uh there's been a lot more volatility in the already volatile uh cryptocurrency (laughs) but uh um i mean what we we haven't really talked about cryptocurrency yet on this podcast so now's a good time i mean yeah considering that i mean it's a good point to bring up that i guess we normally don't talk about it because we're stock gamblers not crypto gamblers but uh i mean but it is kind of the same thing i mean it is gambling and it is gambling and an exchange of things so but it's not it's not an exchange of things it's just here here's money here take my money it's almost like a like an nft well you're (laughs) you're trading money for this imaginary thing that we all agree on that's what i mean it is i mean really that it's the same principle of money yeah but you still need I mean I'm old school I still need something tangible I mean even a credit card is, is tangible I mean granted it's only one little piece of plastic but I don't know I'm old, I'm old yeah, fashioned I like mean, that it's a little too it's too mysterious for me how's that so the it's really funny because I'm, I'm by no means a scholar uh, I barely read at all I'm, I'm probably well, you almost are, you are illiterate I'm, yeah, functionally illiterate, definitely. Right. Yeah, I'm almost illiterate. Uh, but, I mean, you know, ADD, learning disorder, blah, 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 reading reading not good. Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> right. I read uh, I read Atlas Shrugged, and I, I didn't Ooh. really like that book much. Um, but the one thing I did take away from it was that currency, like the United States dollar, is pretty much the agreed upon value mm-hmm. um, that we ex- exchange in. And, and I guess OPEC right. kind of works the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just the agreed upon value that we, we barter on. And based right. on that, Bitcoin could be the same thing. Cryptocurrency could be the same thing. But like you say, we're all just saying it's worth this much. It's, it's like... When I sold all of my comic books because I didn't <laughs> want to collect them anymore, the listing tells me that the book is worth this much, but I'm only getting what someone is willing to pay for them. 
True. But you're still, it's still a physical thing you're selling. That's what I'm hung up on. You're selling a comic book. You're not selling somebody the promise of money. Right. You know? And and to add a little little more depth to this conversation, what about all the um, you know shady goings on with cryptocurrency? For instance, the uh, fantastic documentary on Netflix about the the gentleman who basically ripped off millions of people, or not millions of people, ripped off millions of dollars of people. He just skated. You know what I'm talking about? I, I know what you're I talking about. There's, I forget his name. There's also there's also the guy that died with millions of dollars in assets yes. that all of those I forgot about that one, yeah. out of. And, and that's the biggest problem with cryptocurrency because I, I could argue that it's like trading any other currency. You, you, you trade, you know, currency, wait for it to, to move and then trade again for profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, cryptocurrency could work the same way, but the problem with cryptocurrency is how do you trust that you really have it? Right. You don't. Yeah. Like Coinbase tomorrow could go, <laughs> joke's on you, screw all of you, I'm taking all the crypto. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the value of shore property. <laughs> now, um, every day when I'm, not every day, but when I go down to the uh, New Jersey shore, which is where we go in this area, you know, you're sitting at the beach and you look behind you and you see, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of shore homes. Each of those shore homes is about $3 million each. Who are these people? Now, now, there, were a lot yeah, of, now. there were a lot of people who did get kind of uh, suckered into it. Oh, you'll be able to pay your mortgage. You'll be able to rent this out every summer. You'll be able to rent it out every week. You know, and a lot of those people, well, we know what happened with them. But who are all these people that have these three million dollar homes and not even just beachfront? If you go back, you've been there, you go back, you go to Seattle all the time, I go to Avalon all the time, you go back, we're talking blocks and blocks and blocks. Now granted, you're not going to pay three million, maybe four blocks away from the beach, but you're going to pay at least a million. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean like I'm I'm a Margate kid, just like you're a Wildwood kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's just where our family had property, and and I, like my grandparents lived yeah. in in Margate. Your dad had a vacation home in Wildwood. Yeah, yeah. twenty-eight thousand dollars he paid for it. <laughs> right. And it had a separate now, bungalow. Now they two million. Oh, right. God. No, they they bulldozed it. They actually bulldozed it. It was on Taylor Avenue in Wildwood. They bulldozed it and they put condos there. So. <laughs> right. So it looks really uh, nice. Some of it, I'm sure, is is. Uh, I mean, like, my my parents moved in, or my grandparents moved in, like, when there was nothing, you know? Like, that was, mm-hmm. like, they they got in early. They were the originals, you know? Like, right. Um, but I, I'm sure some of it is generational. Um, but, but yeah. All, I, but look at all the new condos, though. That's the thing. All those beautiful old shore homes are gone. A lot of them are gone. Yeah. And you got all these cookie cutter Mick Mick condos or Mick duplexes all over the place. And granted, they're usually nice inside. I've, I've been to a few of them, or more than a few of them. They're nice inside, but they don't have that shore house look and smell. And that's just a whole different thing. There's a certain it, it smell really from is, a 1970s yeah. shore house. I, I can't even describe it. A little <laughs> bit of musty, a little bit of salt, a little bit of some unknown funk, but there's just something about it. It's definitely that must of the. Uh, We've never had an air conditioner before, and uh, whatever humidity got locked inside, kind of a thing. Yeah, right. That's what I yeah, want. I, I, uh... I, I would love to be able to afford a shore house, right? What would a mortgage be on a $3 million shore house if you put down, oh, I don't know, what would you put down for a $3 million house? Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, uh, three hundred thousand. Probably seven hundred and fifty thousand. Three percent. You'd have to put twenty down, right? Twenty, twenty percent. Is that it? Wow. Dude, no one's gonna let you buy a four million dollar home with three percent. You can't get an FHA on a on a <laughs> shore home. I don't know. I three percent. I was thinking commission. It just popped into my head. Three percent jumped in there. No, so, you gotta you gotta uh, put down twenty. No, I was. Numbers just pop into my head. I was thinking real estate commission three percent, and that's just that number was in my head. But you know, I am a self-proclaimed moron, so it works out nice. 
Uh, we both your, are. Your mortgage payment, uh, your monthly payment of about uh, you know $75,000 a month for your $3 million house. <laughs> I just can't, I, well, six, I can't fathom it. 600000 would be the uh, the 20% on $3 million. Oof. Okay. But uh, the, I, I think short property, the, the value is going to go up as people keep wanting to go there property becomes even more limited hotel prices go up until it goes down when all of the environmental disasters occur that take the shore away or the next pandemic <laughs> well then then it'll probably go oh, up even more here here's something all right now you and i have been down there a lot the past um couple of years a lot of the, um, not political, but a lot of the, the um, climate out there is people seem really pissed off about the windmills. And I see signs everywhere. For, for New Jersey, for New Jersey specifically, because now we're going right. to an ultra-local. Ultra well, that's my question. Is, is it hype? Is it just paranoia? Or are there issues? I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know. Um it's really weird because the the company I work for is uh, partnered with another company that that worked on the shore windmills. So it's really mm-hmm. really funny that this is coming up because it, it, I I'm laughing about this. And right now, as I'm looking at the Market Watch website, there is an ad for Wall Street Journal Climate and Energy Newsletter, and it has windmills on it. So. Uh, <laughs> The world just wants us to talk about uh, about windmills wow. right now. Windmills and shore property. I'm all for it. <laughs> but see, um, I mean, now there. Now for those that are, are listening, the uh, fine folks in New Jersey are complaining about the offshore windmills, right? That's what they're mostly complaining about. It's not like fields of windmills. They're saying that the offshore ones are damaging sea life, right? Right. The uh, the the gist of it is you out in the middle of the ocean you put a big case on uh going from the uh the the uh above sea level all the way down to whatever you mm-hmm. bedrock you can you can screw into and then you put a big windmill on top of it and it's being hypothesized that uh whales and other uh other sea life are striking the caissons and washing up dead on shore is it um something messing with their sonar or messing with their you know the way they, they echolocate sort of i know whales do that too like bats right don't they i think they do but um because they don't just blindly swim into them do they i, I mean know. that would be that would be my argument like um, is there like I, a free what i mean is there like a frequency or something that's being generated by the the motors that is messing with their their you know what i mean their location their motors <laughs> Yes, yeah, they I forgot guess. to have an, they forgot to have their 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 motor serviced and yeah, uh, uh, I mean I, who knows you know no one's out there watching to find what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the uh, whales that are washing up on shore have been uh, found to be or at least uh, thought to be uh, uh, victims of ship strikes, um, mm-hmm. but for for me, if if theoretically they are running into these caissons or, or windmills, um, mm-hmm. I would think they just don't see it. I mean, like, you know, you think of what it is. It's a big tube of concrete coming up mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean. Why, right. why would whale be looking for that? True. Right? I wouldn't be. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Um Either way, I think uh, I think it will be uh, a way that Exelon will continue to produce energy. So buy Exelon stock, or or sell it if you think they need to take the windmills down. <laughs> or if something happens and they find out that they are, you know, they're putting them everywhere and they did something nefarious and becomes a I don't know after school special. Uh, the, ah. the, the choice is yours. Choose your own adventure yeah. on on gambling. Uh, speaking of which, over the over the weekend, I took my uh, family to a casino in Atlantic City, and um, okay. they gambled their money as good as we do on stock gamblers. What was uh, your father-in-law's big game? 
they all they all play uh, slot machines. That's it. Pure luck. Just just push push the button and and pray. Uh, I would at least try poker or blackjack or something, or even roulette for that matter. I'm I'm a card guy. I, I'm a card guy. I love playing cards, but I mm-hmm. just never have the hundreds of dollars that I'm gonna go in there and just throw it no. all down, get set up to play. I not my thing for the most part. I've seen too many people right. uh, w- w- get wiped out. We gotta play poker. Oh, really? You good? Like poker? Yeah, good old-fashioned five-card. Not this right. Texas stuff. This Texas oh, you, stuff is. No, you gotta go holding, man. Well, you're gonna have to train me or teach me because I had somebody try to teach me holding once, and it wasn't wasn't pretty. I I love five-card, but it there's not enough commonality. Because with, with Hold'em, you're sharing five cards. You only have two that are different. True. Okay. So there, there's more anxiety around Because <laughs> we all need more anxiety when we're gambling, right? Well, everyone everyone's playing shared odds, you know, because right, right. all of your cards are depending upon the same five. Right. And you're, you're, all, like, you're all kind of enmeshed, and you're all kind of, like, doing your thing. And... Yeah, right. that's when the stakes can really get high, because everyone's, like, getting worked up over the same stuff on the table. Right. But the, the only thing is, what is card does he have that I don't have? Or what card does she have that I don't have? I don't know. I'll figure it out. If, if, you're, if you're still listening to this show and you haven't figured out yet, we didn't really have a lot of time to put together some show notes. So we have very limited <laughs> uh, criteria to work with. And um, that's just going to be it for today because uh, it's August and it's summer and there is no news. You don't want to talk about my picks? Oh yeah, we're we're definitely going to get to that. But before we talk about your picks, <laughs> I thought you were wrapping up. <laughs> no, before we talk about your picks, uh, you have uh, a story on one of my favorite stocks. This is a stock actually that you turned me on to, and I'm going to butcher the name of it. But Hugotron Royalty Trust—that sounds about right. <laughs> it's a transformer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's Hugoton Royalty Trust. Hugoton. Hugotin, Hugotin Royalty Trust. I really want to say Hugotron every time. That's hard. But anyway, we have a little update on the financial well, standings of the Hugotin Royalty Trust. Go ahead. I was going to no. say, henceforth, it will be battling Optimus Prime and as known as Hugotron Royalty Trust. Okay. So. I am now going to call it Hugotron. So Hugotron Royalty Trust announced no cash distribution for August 2023. No dividends due to the excess cost positions of all of its net profit interests. The trust cash reserves has decreased by 158,000 due to trust expenses. Some of these expenses were excessive costs, like XTO Energy reported, excessive costs of $266,000 on properties in Kansas and $485,000 in Oklahoma and $380,000 in Wyoming. Some of it was also developmental costs. XTO Energy also was involved in the development of three non-operated wells in major major county Oklahoma and so far the trust has been charged approximately 6.9 million for that and there's also an arbitration the dispute between the trust and XTO Energy continues in a class action royalty case XTO believes the trust owes around 24.3 million in production costs so what this boils down to is if you own Hugotron stock, you're not getting a dividend in August, unfortunately. Their dividends were very, very strong about six months ago when I had when I first bought them. Now they're, well, they're dwindling. And of course, for further details and continuous updates on the Hugotron Royalty Trust, please visit their official website at www.hgt/hugotron, not Hugotron. Dot and as always, stay informed and make sure to consult your financial advisor, not us, for any investment decisions. So, Hugoton Royalty Trust has been one of my favorite stocks for a very long time. I think I bought them in 2015. Um, oh, that because long? It was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a it was a monthly dividend-paying stock, which is usually pretty mm-hmm. attractive for me. I, I try to find as many. Uh, Frequently paying dividend stocks as possible. Another good mm-hmm. one is Horizon. Uh, That's what I have. Yes. 
Um, there's also AVK, which is Advent Claymore. And uh, another one of my favorites is ARR, which would be... It, it's my favorite. I can't even remember the name of it. <laughs> uh, Armor Residential Reek. So um, all these stocks pay monthly, which is why I buy them. Uh, to offset my stock gambling addiction where, uh, you know, I, I, my goal is to buy as many of these stocks um, or as many shares in this stock so that it generates one free one per month off of the dividends being go. reinvested. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty close to my goal. I have that with Horizon. I have that with AVK. And I'm really, really close with, yeah, and I'm, I'm really close with, I'm at like 75% on ARR. Um, Vaguely, so, uh, how many shares you know, of... On, uh, on Hugaton? Hugaton. Uh, Hugaton Royalty Trust, I have about 300 shares. Wow. So I, I was right. getting pretty good dividends. I mean, I was getting like 20 bucks a month or so, which was okay. buying me, you know, 10 shares, 10 shares a month. Yeah. Um, then they got hit with the, the Chieftain settlement, uh, where XTO and Hugaton Royalty Trust got hit for like $24 million or whatever the amount was. Mm-hmm. And then they've right. been fighting over who owns or who owes which share. Who owes it? Yeah. Because uh, the way Hugaton Royalty Trust operates is they will own the um, gas reserves, and then XTO comes in and they, they drill for the, the gas. Um, so then there's been other issues and the, uh, the dividend comes and goes. So Mm -hmm. when it operates, I get a really nice dividend. When it doesn't operate, I get nothing and the, the shares Mm -hmm. plummet. Um, but But I, go ahead. I have a question about Hugaton. That's the only one that I have that doesn't automatically reinvest its dividends or you can't automatically or is that just the platform i'm using on using it on i'm using probably um, um, on e-trade okay i i was y- using it through vanguard and okay. vanguard um vanguard did reinvest it when it was not a penny stock and okay. then when it fell below a dollar and got delisted and became a penny stock then vanguard wouldn't support it anymore okay um i had to transfer all of my shares to fidelity because fidelity will will continue oh, to okay. reinvest the the dividends so that's something you could actually do then yeah if yeah, one if one of your pla- whatever you're using doesn't do a certain thing you could transfer it all to a different company all right yep see i learned something new today yeah so i mean it, it like i've i've made a killing on it because i i've i bought what i could i mean i started buying mm-hmm. that like two dollars a share Mm-hmm. So uh, it was pretty high up, and then once the dividends got taken away, it went down to pennies. Like I was buying mm-hmm. it at 11 cents a share, 15 cents a share. So I have hundreds of shares of it for practically no money, and it, it <laughs> it's great when it pays, but not great when it doesn't. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, so keep hoping. <laughs> Good tip for everyone now: buy Hugoton Royalty Trust now while it was worthless. Maybe, maybe eventually it will pay a dividend again. And if not, it doesn't make a difference. It's worthless. Eh, yeah. you just threw the money out there. Throw $5 at it and pray like we all do. That's what I do, obviously. All right, what are we talking about next? Well, it looks like we got economic indicators and interest rates. Inflation saw a decline with the consumer price index in June at 3% year over year. It's smallest figure since March of 2021. Despite this, there are expectations that rates might level out or even increase due to factors like significant rises in commodity prices, especially oil and gas. The Federal Reserve, noting the still high inflation, has increased the target for the Fed funds rate to between 5.25% and 5.5. I'm sorry, 5.25 and 5.50%. Its peak in 22 years. Further. Fitch downgraded the U.S. debt from AAA to AA in August. We did cover that, I believe. Attributing this to we did attributing this to political standoffs on the debt limit decisions, lack of fiscal framework, 
and the escalating Social Security and Medicare costs due to an aging demographic. Now, what does that all mean? Meh. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, people it's, think that investments are going to go to hell. Uh, right. But this is not much different from the article we talked about a few a few episodes ago where they're like, oh, yeah, inflation's almost over. But not quite. <laughs> Just kind of wait it out. <laughs> and, you know, like uh, right now everyone is, is pointing toward, oh, recession is about to begin or, oh, things aren't so good. Uh, or not. Unemployment, unemployment numbers are... Uh, Aren't there, unemployment's not bad, but new jobs added aren't high enough and all this right. junk. I, I think people are just making crap up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think everyone is just making everything up. The feds are obviously doing it by the way that they're choosing interest r- rates where mm-hmm. we're just going to keep meeting and, oh, let's bring it up another point. Uh, oh, we'll hold off. Oh, we need to bring it up again. Like, People are just making stuff up and and seeing what happens. It's kind of like me on graphics uh, during a television production, just kind of like throwing out any random name, any random this, any random that. <laughs> any Miller is the driver on this one. Any Miller will do. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much just like video production and production of this show. Exactly. Do you want to take the next one? Sure. Housing market trends in the housing sector predictions from a year ago anticipated a potential 10% decline in home prices stemming from a surge in mortgage rates, which, funny enough, my father-in-law talks about all the time. Um, It is the reason why I have not bought property in Vancouver, neither is he, aside from uh, the ridiculous price of homes there. But uh, although there was a dip of 5.1% by January, these prices rebounded with the S&P Care Logic Case Schiller National Home Price Index, that is a mouthful, now merely 1% below its peak. However, real estate trends varied among cities with places like Seattle, San Francisco, and Phoenix Mm. experiencing notable price drops. The limited inventory exacerbated by homeowners with low rate mortgages being hesitant to sell remains a significant fast factor in maintaining high housing prices. And I think right now, depending on what city you live in between, or what uh, what area of the city you live in, San Francisco and New York are neck and neck for the highest real estate in the world. Yeah. Uh, exactly. While also, uh, you know, San Francisco, I was listening to a podcast. Someone's uh, Someone was talking about how, uh, you know, um, the housing prices dropped like 1.9% or something where they were and and like what a huge like uh, um, uh, windfall it was to them like or or a huge um, hit against their their net worth it was to them because you know 1.9% on a 1.5 million dollar shack you know like like that that's a significant amount of money to the average working person yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah, so... Um, I'm still uh, surprised that it did drop, for San Francisco at least. And I mean, the, the ones that were listed in the article, San Francisco, it seems like it's always been a tight market. I mean, it seems like I there's no... no I heard that Nordstrom's just left San Francisco, um, like their flagship store in San Francisco mm-hmm. just closed because they're saying that uh, they, they didn't they didn't attribute it to shrink uh, they said that when the tech jobs left to go work from home they never came back and like that entire section of town is just apparently desolate Wow. and That's apparently crazy. from what I've been hearing that hotel prices in San Francisco are, are amongst the cheapest in the country really? yeah I think you can get a hotel in San Francisco for like 150 a night um, part of it you just is can't be- go, go ahead you just can't go out to eat or go do anything while you're there right you can't go shopping right. uh, you might you might get mugged in the street um, you'll have your cell phone stolen from you well, I mean you can't afford to eat out but that too that too but um, <laughs> but 
like there's a huge thing going on with hotels in in San Francisco right now where um, they're so underwater um, that they're working with their their lenders to either extend their term renegotiate the money or whether or not they need to foreclose on the the hotel because they're not getting any business at all and they can't pay the prices some of them some of them refinanced at the height of the the property while everything was still going on Mm -hmm. then covid happened and then after covid you had all san francisco become a a tourist desert and then with all the crime they're just that whole city is falling apart. Wow. But what can you do? Don't go there. I've never been. I will. I do want to go someday though. But I'll wait for it to. Uh, oh, I'll I, wait for things to change. I went in 2003, and it was awesome. It was huh. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was a really it's cool one of my place to go. Cities. She loved it. I, I did too. That was the place I wanted to move to. That was my goal to move to San Francisco. Really? Oh, okay. I, I, I love that. I can see that. I haven't been there in 20 years. Uh, yeah. Haven't been there in 20 years, but uh, um, I. I'm, no, wait a minute. You said you've been there in 2000, 2003. Yeah, it'll be 20 years. No! 2003 <laughs> was not 20 years ago. Yes, oh it was. <laughs> yeah, you're, oh, you're old. You're no, old. Oh, my God. Oh, it just killed yeah. me now. Okay. Um, All right. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool, and I'm, I'm afraid that if I went back that I would just be hugely disappointed because I'd end up, like, yeah, yeah. murdered in the street or something. Well, see, that's why you have to love a, a, a real dump like New Orleans, one of my favorite cities of all time. Oh, really? It, it stinks. <laughs> it's dirty. But I love that town. I mean, it has the best <laughs> food, the best music. It has incredible architecture, amazing history. And, of course, there's a dark side to New Orleans that's really creepy. And, of course, there's a lot of porno and stuff there, too. So it really has a little bit for everybody, you know. But uh, it does have a nice little odor to it. I... Um... Speaking of best music from New Orleans, uh, I had a couple beers with Kermit Ruffins um, waiting for uh, uh, okay. waiting to catch a plane. Right. And I that think you're, guy, you told me that, yeah. That guy is awesome. <laughs> great, great musician too. Righto. All right, so it is time oh, for boy. roll them dice. Roll them dice. And then it just like it is time for you to make an intro for Roll Them Dice. Who, me? Yeah, like an audio intro, like dice hitting off the backboard or something. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Let me get right on that, okay? All right, yeah. (laughs) So. We can do that. We can do anything. First on the list to Roll Them Dice. Decker's Outdoor Corporation, buy or no? I would say buy. You're making that up. You've never heard of that company. Yeah, absolutely. Never heard of that company, right? I'm, I'm making this company up right now because I have I have never <laughs> heard of them either. And right now, there's one guy in like Belgium or something like that saying, "No, no, I I know this company. You should buy." But uh, Becker's Brands. Oh, okay. They have UGG. Oh. Uh, Kulabura. Hoka, Teva, and Sanuk. God bless you. Yes. So, um, are they, are they still, are they like, I wonder if they're in Australia. I know UGG is out of Australia. No, they're out of New York. Okay, so. You mean UGG is in the shoes? Yeah, UGG boots, yeah. I mean, that used to be an Australian company, but. They're uh, they're owned by oh. Deckers. That is uh, New York. So, so Deckers Outdoor Corporation. You said buy. Um, yes. I would. I would not have bought just because I didn't know who they are. Now that I know who they are, I probably wouldn't buy them either. Are rugs still a thing? Believe it or not, they are. Okay. As somebody who works in a school, almost all the female students wear them. Now they're 
different than they were a couple years ago, but they're still the same basic product, kind of like Crocs. Are they like um, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? I have no idea. I've never uh, been into Uggs, so I don't know when they got like really popular. But when, when they first got really popular, you saw people wearing them in the middle of summer. Like those ridiculous winter boots yeah, in the middle of summer, is that still a thing? No, that, that hype is over, but they still have a, um, a strong base, I think, especially when you see the kids in the fall going to school wearing them. I mean, I see them all the time. Yeah, because I'd see, I'd see people wear them in, like, you know, like beginning of September when it's still 90 mm -hmm. out and be like, damn, girl, you got stinky feet. <laughs> Isn't that part of the uh, basic white girl uh, starter pack? <laughs> that pumpkin, and, uh, spice. pumpkin spice. Right, uh, Starbucks, pumpkin spice. Yeah, latte or whatever. And yoga pants. There you go. You're all set. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. You hit them all. There's a little little T Swift on there. <laughs> <laughs> How about right. Bunge Bungie Limited? Limited. Bungie Limited. Is it Bungie or Bunge? It, some kind of. It's some kind of energy company. So that's why I said Bunge, but. Uh, I don't know. Is it an the power company? of connection towards a, a common global of continued sustainable growth. We bring products from where they're grown to where they're processed and to where they're consumed. We connect farmers to consumers to deliver essential food, feed, and fuel the world. Pass. You are not supposed to look it up <laughs> ahead of time. You're a cheater, <laughs> and you you lose today just because of that. <laughs> okay. I say pass. Uh, that being said, and you have looked up Bunge Limited, uh, so what, they they grow food, sell food, and, and what? I don't know. They're, they're a food <laughs> distribution company. Okay. I guess. That sounds so, good. Um, I think uh, we're, we're headed toward uh, Interstellar, where uh, all crops are going to fail mm -hmm. and we're all going <clears> to <throat> die, so I... I say, based on that, uh, pass. Okay. Now, consequently, uh, during that situation, all stocks become worthless. So, really, anything that you would buy would fail. So. Yeah. So you know, doesn't matter. For the for the rest of the show, just don't don't buy stock. Uh, put your money under your mattress and. Uh, and, and watch. Go watch Interstellar. Yeah. I love I love that movie. I, I like so I the parts I can hear. <laughs> really? Oh, there's a huge, there's like a whole Christopher Nolan thing where he doesn't pay attention to the audio and he can't hear anything. Like, I have you seen Tenant? <clears throat> no, did you but watch I heard Tenet? that about him. No, but I did hear that about him. <laughs> I tried watching Tenant and I could not understand any words in that movie. Hmm. Like eventually well, I stopped watching because I, I just couldn't understand anything that was going on. Well, being an old person like I am, I always have subtitles on now. So, just a little hint of what you're what you're in store that, for in a few years. Well, that that's what millennials do. Really? Yeah, that that's a big millennial thing. Actually, um, I did notice that. I didn't know why. I didn't know it was a millennial thing, but I, my daughter does it. I don't know why either. Um, I I suspect it's because of poor audio mixing, or Maybe. cheap speakers. Um, I, I'm, I am noticing a lot of really bad audio mixing because, uh, I, I have surround sound and, and usually like the oh, center channel, okay. center channel was where like voices were and you could hear right. everything a lot better because of that. Just like the old movie theaters and everything. But I, I've been finding in the past few years that it doesn't matter with surround sound. You can't make anything out anyway. Yeah, I, I think they're just using machine mixes or something like that. Well, probably. While audio engineers screw around on their phone. <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever. O'Reilly. I mean, I tend to. Oh, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I I really love using the subtitles on any Scorsese movie, particularly the gangster ones, because there's so much slang that you don't always catch. Like, you'll hear Vig and you hear this and that, but when you actually watch the subtitle, you're like, oh, that's what he said. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Oh, that, uh, okay, oh, that, right, that's that, what he means. That was, that was much worse than what I thought. <laughs> exactly, right, right. But okay, you go, I, all right. Before I knew he was insulting the guy, but now I know he told him to go screw his mother. <laughs> exactly. Uh, O'Reilly <laughs> Automotive, Inc. 
O'Reilly Automotive Inc. It's not Callahan Brakes, right? So O'Reilly <laughs> Automotive Inc. Uh, yeah, I'll if buy. Want, if you want me to take crap in a box and mark it guaranteed. <laughs> Have you eaten paint chips as a kid? <laughs> um, I don't know. Sure, I'll I buy would it. not buy. I would not buy, and now I'm going to look up the company, <laughs> and they make, uh, they make, or they distribute auto parts. So I guess they're like an auto zone. Okay. And I'm glad I decided not to buy because pretty soon no one will be able to fix their cars. Why? Computers. Computers are taking it all. Those damn machines. Terminators are coming Wait. for us. They can hear us. Don't say anything. I'm sorry. Whirlpool Corporation. Um, I feel like I, we've done this was Whirlpool. last week too. Uh, we this have done Whirlpool. Week. I like Whirlpool as a company. Yeah. When you when you do random, you get random. You get random, and I I'd, I'd buy Whirlpool. I think you were saying that you had bad luck with Whirlpool products, but I had good luck with them. Worst washer I've ever had. Really. Our our washer and dryer are in our garage. So um, mm -hmm. during the summer months when it's 90 in the garage all the time, our Whirlpool washer did not completely drain all the time, so it left this musty oh. crap. So you you wash clothes with laundry detergent, and you get this musty junk that you can't get yeah. out, oh, no matter that. how many times you wash it, unless you bleach the whole thing by itself. So uh, screw Whirlpool, they can... Okay. All right. Anyway, um, Church and Dwight Company, Inc. Company. I have no idea what that is, so I'm going to pass. I am saying pass because because when you incorporate as a company, you can be a company or you can be an incorporated. So you can be a company <laughs> or, you can, or you can be an inc. You do not need to be both a company and an inc. So these people are morons, and I say pass. Well, was there LLC after that too? Uh, Church and Dwight Company the, Incorporated LLC the, Limited. Oh, whatever. Jesus. Right. Limited partnership. <laughs> yes. So Church. What is and it? Dwight would be consumer goods, home and personal. Boring. That that is super boring. There's one in York. Oh, it's actually a store named that, Church and Dwight. There's one in York, Pennsylvania, and it looks like they have the same uh, logo as Arm & Hammer. Uh, that's oh. not confusing at all. Oh, because it might be Arm & Hammer. Um, there's an Arm & Hammer baking soda thing on top of a laundromat, so let me look in more. Fab okay, so they make OxyClean, Arm & Hammer. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Trojan condoms. Oh. Uh, let me see. Uh, SBC potassium. I'm uh, baking soda-based abrasives. So mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm changing my mind. I like this company. So by the, by the the yeah. rules of the game, I have already passed. But uh, upon reflection, I, I would buy. Okay. Upon further review, this play stands. All right. And on this podcast. Oh, okay. I was going to jump that ahead. Hand to roll them dice. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by our listeners. Help support the show at patreon.com backslash stock gamblers. Patrons will receive access to our stock market virtual exchange competition as well as additional bonus content. Your contributions go directly to the show. Please consider helping us make a better show. For the love of God, help us make a better show. This show's going to suck until you throw your, your money in. Exactly. We ain't got money. We're stock gamblers. <laughs> and if you want a good show next week, you better you better ante up and uh, and subscribe on Patreon. Otherwise, it's going to be more crap like this. <laughs> be a shame if something were to happen to that show. <laughs> All right. Yeah, be be a shame if uh, if you didn't pay your protection money and uh, and something <laughs> some something happened to demise your show. Uh, expert picks, Carbo. You want to take the well, monthly fool? 
You want to take you want to take Motley Cruel for us? My Motley my father-in-law, my father-in-law uh, dubbed Motley Fool Motley Cruel. Okay. And uh, I I think it works. It led like me it. to become inspired to buy MotleyCruel.com. So, uh, any, any ideas of what we should do with MotleyCruel.com? Let me know, and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll get together a website. Well, our folks at Motley Cruel they didn't provide any picks this week. However. In the last week, their previous pick, I don't know if you remember Data Dog, but uh, I think it's a dog. It slipped to 1.2%. So that was the one that they were saying, jump on now because it's going to take off. Well, guess what? It didn't. But not all of their recent picks are tanking. Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about the Metals Company, and I actually bought a few of those uh, stocks as well. I believe it was my pick last week. Well, the Metals Company has jumped 17% in the last week. So, I mean, it is still a penny stock, but hey, up is still up to me. I can't remember where I saw, uh, but I, I think it might have been uh, Market Watch or, or Barron's, one of the one of the Dow Jones companies. Uh, I think they were recommending the Metals Company. Oh, really? Um, I, I think so. I, I think it was based on the amount of gold that they uh, they have access to. Hmm. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, either way, I think Motley Fool did you a favor by not having any picks because that's less money that you're going to lose based on their advice. True as that. I'll throw, I'll find other ways to lose it though. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> All what right, do you got? Moving on to, moving on to Baron's picks. Baron's picked monster, uh, monster beverage, the market's top performing stock over the last 25 years, outpacing even tech giants like Apple and Microsoft is set to continue its strong growth. Despite a recent dip due to a lackluster earnings release, the company is expanding its offerings with alcohol beverages and energy drinks targeting women and pushing into <laughs> new markets such as Latin America and Europe with anticipated improvements in margins and a focus on innovation and expansion. Monster's future prospects remain positive. Um, I was wondering how long it would take for them to get into alcohol. That screams for loco and sparks yeah. to me. Um, and I'm glad they're targeting women. I don't think that's going to backfire like Bud Light at all. <laughs> um, um, I don't I don't see it. I don't know where there's growth, uh, which is weird because I, I thought with um, the whole like uh, seltzer revolution that all the sugary drinks were going to go away. So I, I don't I don't get this. Um, I don't get it either, but I still, like, I have somebody who work, I work with who's older than me who drinks two Monsters a day. I have students that drink two or three Monsters a day. It's a revolting product, but I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's the, uh, if it's the caffeine, if it's an addiction, uh, but people love it. Well, I mean, I, it, it's not just the caffeine, it's all the other stuff they're putting in it that's an addiction. The vitamin my, my Bs. to drink it. Yeah, my brother used to drink a ton of it until his doctor uh, told him, due to his diabetes, he can't do it anymore. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it at all. But I mean, I also grew up like you did, where your your grandfather sits you down and tells you you're going to drink a pot of coffee that was made in a percolator because that will make a man out of you and put hair on your chest. Um, Cowboy coffee. <laughs> yeah, you grow up in an Italian home, you drink coffee, that's it, period. Right, like, right, right, right. That, you drink it for breakfast, you drink it for lunch and dinner, that's your dessert. No, no, you drink wine for dinner. Oh, right, you drink wine for dinner, but wine you follow dinner. Coffee. With dessert. Coffee's immediately coffee after, right, immediately right. after. Yeah, you get all liquored up, and then when you're starting to pass out because you drank too much at dinner, then you have your, your espresso. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I mean, I mean, that's also if you think about that though, with the whole um, uh, I know it's you're talking Monster Beverage, not Red Bull, but I mean they have the whole Red Bull and vodka thing is like a normal thing at a bar now. It's actually on the menus. Hey, I'll take a Red Bull and vodka. Oh yeah, come in right up, sir. I mean, come on, really? Yeah, I, I thought I thought Red Bull and vodka was passe. I, I thought that was like a 20 year ago thing. I still say it. Wow. My my son actually just talked about it. So. Well. I, it was beyond me. I never had it so. Even after my time. I did it occasionally. Like if, uh, you know, you're 
going for an all-night bender and it's now mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning and you want to crank a couple more out but uh, right. <laughs> um, my my days of that form of alcoholism are over um, yeah all right that's one of Baron's picks I don't I don't see where there's room to grow uh, other than getting into a, an already saturated space but exactly but then also I I'm buying Tilray, which is already in that saturated space, but I guess because Tilray has those brands that are already out there and known. Right. But. It seems like it's a, it's an easier easier flip around or easier to convert that into profit and monster, but that's just me. You want to take the, uh, the second pick from Barron's? Second pick, Shark Ninja, known for its innovative small appliances, has seen its sales rise at a 20% annual rate since 2008, with a projected revenue of $4 billion this year. The company recently went public by spinning out of Hong Kong's JS Global Lifestyle, and its shares are currently appealing to investors due to their strong performance and promising growth potential. Now, despite challenges like relying on Asian manufacturing and the health of consumer spending, Shark Ninja continues to introduce new products and expand internationally, hinting at a bright future as a public entity. I like their so products. I, I didn't, I didn't that, know that they came out of uh, JS Global, no. and I know nothing about JS Global. Me neither. Surprise. If you go to JS Global's website, they have Shark and Ninja and Joe Young. Mm. So um, I um, and I yeah, look it's all that. all the same type of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I guess that they're just Shark Ninja. Um, I don't hate their products, but I usually mm-hmm. like the companies that invent the products that they manufacture competitive products for more than them. Okay. Like, okay. Um, you know, Shark Shark is all right. I, I've owned uh, I, I've owned a Shark vacuum and I have um, a Shark steamer. Uh, mm-hmm. The vacuum died relatively quickly. The steamer is still working 10 years later. Um, mm-hmm. Have a couple other projects there. The man, their robot I ha- vacuum. I have their yeah. Ninja. Well, they make the they make the robot vacuum. They make a robot make vacuum, yeah. and I I have one. It's like a a vacuum and a mop. You you oh. uh, you you put like a, a mop pad on it and fill it full of liquid if you right. want to mop. Or you take that off if you want to vacuum. That thing is a piece of junk. Like that thing you, will, it, you go ahead. Has it ever smeared your dog's uh, leavings all over the floor? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pictures of that happening. No, it people. has not. It has not. Um, what what it did is you set it up to map everything, and it will go through and and you know map out the room. Then you set it up on a schedule to run at a certain time, mm-hmm. and right. it will not run on the schedule at all. It will wait until you go out and get close to it, and then it'll go, and start cleaning around you, even though it is clearly not the scheduled time for it to go. And then it will get in your way and, and piss you off, and then go back and not do anything again, and continue to not run. That's all. It's continue bipolar. to not run during the scheduled time at all, until you go out and walk near it, and then it will get up and like, <laughs> oh, you caught me! You caught me on my nap. Hold on, let me make it look like I'm working. I was just, I was just getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here, here. Let me get this crap on the floor. Sorry, don't mind me. Um. No, no, no. I got, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have anything against Shark Ninja. I know they make good products. I, I know people love their blenders. Do you have any of their blenders? I have a Ninja. I just, yeah, it to puree, I, I just used it to puree tomatoes. So, yeah, it, it, it works great. The Ninja, you got to buy the big one, though. You, you, the little ones that they sell, they're okay. But you got to buy the industrial one, the big Ninja, the big mofo. Yeah, I've, I've used them before. They're all right. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> All right, let's get moving. <laughs> Again, though, I, I don't know. I don't know what they have to, uh, what new market they have to get into. Nah, there's really not much after that. So I, I don't really see the growth for that either. Potential growth for that, but. All right, you're up. My picks. Okay, listen. For my first pick, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pick Teva Pharmaceutical. Now this company is uh, out of Tel Aviv. It's been around since 1901. I've had this stock since about 2020, and it's actually one of the few that aren't losing money. So since 2020, my return on Teva has been almost 8%. It was like 7.8, I think. So almost 8% growth. And right now they're hovering at about four and a quarter percent growth from the year to date. So I think that's a decent pick. It's one of my few I said that's actually making money, so why not tell you guys about it and have us all lose money on it together? But for the second pick now, now I'm going to go with one that's been in my portfolio for years. This company, Upwork, was actually a Motley Cruel pick many moons ago, but believe it or not, it's actually held strong. Uh, my return on that, I forget what year I bought it, but I'm currently at 28% of a return, so that's really good. However, it was recently downgraded to neutral by um, a few of the sources I was reading, and a couple people saying, ah, sell it, sell it, sell it. So I thought to myself, if everybody's saying sell it, and we're stock gamblers, then now's the time to buy it. So even though it's listed as a sell, why the heck not buy it? It's only 14.11 a share, and with the recent downgrade, <laughs> eh, you know what, with the recent downgrade, maybe it'll bounce back, maybe not. So snatch it up now. Who knows, it could be a winner. With it going down, there's really less money for you to lose. Exactly. Right. So See it's that? a bargain loser for you. Dollar cost um, averaging, isn't it? <laughs> the only thing that I really enjoy right now about not paying for cable is I don't have to see any more of those stupid Upwork zombie commercials. Those suck and they annoy the hell out of me. Okay. True. You act like you have no idea what I'm talking about. You've I do not. I do not. You've obviously not seen any of those commercials before. Nope. Nope. So like, last year around October, they started doing these uh, zombie commercials about basically the way of doing business is dead. You don't need to hire employees anymore. You can hire contractors. And they had like a zombie do the ad. I remember it. Yeah, and I then, remember it now. And you thought, okay, that that's disgusting, but clever for October, okay, fine. And then December mm -hmm. came, and then February <laughs> came, and then Christmas March zombie. came. May, Easter zombie! May comes, and it's like, this is stupid, and like, I don't know, I don't know what Summer ad zombie. exec they, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what ad exec, what marketing executive they hired off of Upwork instead of having their own, but they're, they're obviously paying he for a, a yes man. Hey, that October uh, ad campaign was great. Do the same thing again. Yeah. Can you can you reinvent this for the next 18 months? So, uh, well, it's, my... It's... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Do your picks. No, Come on. no, it's I want to hear them. I want to hear them. Because you don't have any. I do have a pick. Oh, my okay. Pick, my pick is Hostess. Which, uh, surprisingly, they're coming back around uh, amidst uh, rumors that they're going to sell. Apparently, uh, there have been rumors that they're in talks to sell to either General Mills, uh, Mandala's oh. International, Pepsi Company, and Hershey Company. So, uh, hitting me right in my own neighborhood. Um, yeah. This is really surprising to me because didn't Hostess go bankrupt a, a couple they, years ago? Yeah, like, they all their signature um, signature cakes were like sold off. Didn't they sell them to like, other companies? Like whole company just gone. Yeah. Like bankrupt. I didn't even know it like, still existed. Like, like so, sold the whole thing for a bargain <laughs> to to someone else. So I like whoever I think whoever bought them assumed their name. Another one of those things, like uh, uh, okay. what was the last one that happened to was uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, where where Overstock right. bought them for what twenty five million dollars or something, and then just took their name. Like like I said, like Callahan Auto, that's what they want, just <laughs> right. the name, right? Just the name. You're buying the name. Right. <laughs> yep. So uh, all comes back around. I think it's really interesting. I I think that if um, which again like. 
it's amazing. Right now they're trading at twenty eight eighty four. Like I, I can't believe this company that like just evaporated into non existence is right. now twenty eight bucks a share. Um I I I like a, a good company that is about to get bought by another company. I, I think this is a buy for me. Okay. Sounds good. I think I might take you up on that. I will not, because I am not buying at twenty-eight dollars a share, because I have no <laughs> money. But I'm, I'm definitely adding it to my vir uh, virtual market portfolio. You got to do the five dollars a week, like I do, man. Five dollars a week on Robinhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's how. That's how I buy a new GI Joe. I walk into Kmart and put it on my way. You know, the three Kmart's that exist anymore, and put a nickel down and uh, come back the next week and. Can I look at it? Can I? Buy it. <laughs> By the time I'm ready to buy it, they don't make them anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else you want to cover before we uh, leave this I... uh, exciting episode? I'm fried. I am absolutely fried. I don't know about you. <laughs> I am as well. It's a it's a hell of a week. Uh, it's only Tuesday. Only Tuesday. This is our. Uh, this is probably our longest episode, and we have talked about nothing. Exactly. So we have proven that you can have a show about nothing. <laughs> all right. Thank you, stock gamblers, for listening. Follow Thank us at stockgamblers.net or write us at stockgamblershow at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we will oh. be back next week with another exciting episode. It'll be a riveting while you won't be able to stop listening. Bye. Bye.